say hi. So when I talk about you on my podcast, I want people to know what you sound like. Is that okay? No. What's your name? Daddy. No. That's my name. How old are you? One. One. Who's your best friend? Daddy. (laughs) That's right. Do you know I love you? Yeah. You know I'm proud of you? Yeah. Are you going to do some cool things one day? Yeah. It's my boy. Can you say podcast? That's right. Can you say better? Dad. That's right, buddy. That is, of course, my little guy. Just wanted to share that sweet little moment, and let's get into the episode. This is Caleb Scott with the Better Dad Podcast here on Anchor slash Spotify, slash whatever platform you're listening to it right now. Um, it is 11.15 at night. I have laid my little dude down. He is fast asleep. And I have an opportunity to sit down and decompress kind of from the week. Um, it's been a little while since I've recorded um, you know, I, I say this quite often in this in this forum, um, but sometimes I just think that this is just like a waste. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of my close friends say nice things, and that's always nice. Um, but in the last like week or so, uh, I crossed paths with someone very randomly, and they were like, "Hey, I just want you to know that I think your podcast is really great." And I, I love how truthful you are about it. And I love that you're being vulnerable in your journey as a dad. And I was like, man, that's so cool. Like, thanks for saying something. You know, I just, we may think things all the time. We just don't put them out there into the universe. And so just the fact that someone had said something was cool. Um, and then I got like a random email. Uh, so like my website, you can contact us or whatever. I, I just never thought that that would be a feature used on my website, but just some random person was like, hey, I came across your podcast on accident, and I think it's excellent, and I want to commend you for just making an effort to be a good dad, and so I don't know, that was, that was cool, um, so I kind of was just thinking about those two things tonight, and um, you know, I'm always, throughout the week, coming up with these these random, eye-catching interest-peaking titles for these episodes. Um, So if you clicked on this one, you have made it this far. The episode title for this episode number eight is Flashlight Holding Etiquette. Um, If if you are a guy, you know, and I'm not going to limit this just to the men that are listening, um, but there's this meme I've seen kind of floating around and it's always in a, in a couple of different settings. But the general idea is that you never knew the pressure there was to hold a flashlight for your dad. And, you know, people kind of joke about it and that you would be shining it on the wrong thing. And your dad would be super mad and, and all this other stuff. And Becoming a father makes you, I don't know, just hyper aware, I guess, of, of all the things that you did or didn't do as a child with your father um it makes you pay attention to other 
father-son, father-daughter relationships, whether that be newborns, whether that be 45-year-old men in their relationships with their fathers, you know, whatever. You're just constantly just looking, seeing, listening, whatever. So I saw that meme the other day, and I saw a bunch of people joking about it and be like, oh, that was my dad, or oh, that was this, or whatever. And and I'm going to be honest, and I've said this before in my podcast, I'll say it a million times, I, I probably look too deep into things. <laughs> my brain is um, like that. <clears throat> but the truth is, is that I have been super bothered by that. I, I just don't like the fact that that's something that we have made a joke. Okay, so hear me out. When I see that now, and I see all these men or women posting about the haha traumatic experience that it was to hold a flashlight for their dad, I know that while now as adults we can kind of laugh about it, I know in that moment as children it was impressionable enough that it's made it up into adulthood. Now, I'm not the kind of person that is going to look to, you know, make every situation a traumatic experience that's made its way to my adulthood. I'm not. I'm not that person. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'll i be the first person to tell you that tough stuff happens whether you can prevent it or, or, or make it happen. It doesn't matter. It's, stuff's going to happen. But as I, like continue to learn each and every day about the role of being a dad and I mean learn by falling on my face learn by constantly being humbled in in things where I thought I had it all together and I thought I was emotionally and spiritually sound and something happens that just shakes my entire psyche and you know so I just started thinking about the the actual concept that is flashlight holding etiquette so whether your dad was working on a vehicle or a lawnmower or fixing something or building something whatever it was he said hey come hold this flashlight now you don't know how to fix anything you don't know how to build anything just yet and most of the time you're just there um to be present with your father and you don't don't honestly know what's being done so sometimes you don't even know where to shine the light and contrary to popular belief your dad tells you to shine it here and you're a seven-year-old kid so you forget where you're shining after about 30 seconds because that's what kids do and 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 for those of you that don't know what I'm referring to let me just paint a picture. Dad says, hey, come out and hold the flashlight for me while I fix this. You grab the flashlight, go outside with your dad, and he opens the hood of the car, and you shine it on said part. Well, he's trying to get to the part, and he can't really see it very well, so he tells you to move. And so you, you move a little bit and try and get a better angle to show the light. And then you're in the way, so he says, back up. He, I, I can't work with you in my way. So then you back up and then the light changes and well, he can't see. And then he's mad that you can't see. And so it's this kind of like 
back and forth of you attempting to shine light on something you don't really know what is and be present and not upset your dad who's probably already upset because of whatever he's having to fix in that moment. I So all of that to say, I have been bothered by the fact that we have just made a joke about it. And I, I say that because I've had a couple of things said to me, both from strangers and from close people, that say the same thing kind of in a couple of different ways. And it's very, very flattering, but it's also very, very um, kind of nerve-wracking. They just identify that my son has really zero fear as long as I'm in proximity to anything. You know, he's never been dropped, so he jumps from wherever, he falls from wherever. You know, it doesn't matter what's going on. He knows that I'm not going to drop him. And so, you know, that kind of security invites my son to take risks that um, I think he wouldn't take or make decisions he wouldn't make if there was kind of some sort of pre-existing fear. So I think about this flashlight scenario and and I, I see these memes and I talk about, you know, you never know what real traumatic was life was like until you had to hold a flashlight for your dad. There there's definitely a generational switch. You know, the 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 men of fifty years ago are not the men today. And and some days that's a good thing. Some days that's a terrible thing. Some days the work ethic of the previous generation is something that I wish all of this generation could mimic. But sometimes there were some um, communicative and relational deficiencies that had been carried on from generation to generation. And, you know, I am super fortunate to have, you know, a relationship with both my mom and my dad. And I feel like a decent foundation and kind of um, basic human interaction and, and what you need to kind of like coexist with other people whether it be a blood relative or not and so what I've gathered from that specific event or that scenario is that one we have to recognize the positions we put our children in to be successful or not because the rest of the world I think is is already gunning for our kids I think that's true that we see in politics, that's true we see in education, that's true and we see what kids are exposed to on the internet. So if there's really one place that we need to set our kids up to succeed, it's got to be within our homes. Um, And so first and foremost, bringing a child out to illuminate a task that has already been burdensome to you has already kind of put them in a position of, you know, inability for success, essentially. So the kid comes out, he's seven, 10, 13, whatever. He's a kid, you know, he doesn't have the attention span to sit there and diligently point a flashlight at 
a bolt or a screw for 30 minutes straight, and rightfully so. The idea is that our kids, say our kids, now listen, I have to give a disclaimer every time because I'm not speaking from a place of authority when I say all of this. This is purely commentary. I am a walking, talking idiot most of the time. I fall so short of God's glory and I genuinely just share experiences and and mostly things that I've screwed up so that other people don't have to screw up. Okay. So please don't think I am out here speaking from a place of any kind of scholarly learning. I am just a humble dude taking it one day at a time, trying to be the best dad I can be. These are the things I observed. So one, I think it's important to position our children in a way that they can be successful. And sometimes that means equipping them with a better flashlight. Okay, what do I mean by that? Um, So, you give them that one flashlight that's been in the drawer for like 10 years. It's in the junk drawer and it takes like those C batteries and you kind of have to shake it sometimes to get it to work. And if you're, unless you're pointing right at the thing you need to see, you can't see anything. It's got that like yellow hue. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. It was like blue with like a red see-through switch. I don't know. So my point is that the flashlight that the kid had to even start with was defective or was just not what would have helped them accomplish their goal. So as parents... If we equip our kids with a greater flashlight, with a larger, brighter surface area, bulb coverage, then they have a better chance of illuminating the... Okay, and I'm getting deep. What I'm saying is, if we can have any influence on how we start our children in our homes with what we give them, with what they teach them, with what we... Um, supply them with, why aren't we? A lot of the times I hear all this, you know, well, I didn't have that and it made me this person. I, you know, my kid needs to learn the same thing. Do I, do I believe that kids need to have discipline and self-respect and, and a good work ethic? Absolutely. But to give our kids something that we didn't have, that's not a bad thing either. And and that doesn't mean monetarily or, or materially, but it means, hey, if if we didn't have the greatest communication between a certain parent. We can fix that. We can stop that. We can adjust that in the generational chain. So for starters, equip the child with a better flashlight. Number two, be super, super articulate about what you want them to shine it on and why you want them to shine it on it. I think sometimes we really, really sell our kids short by thinking that they don't understand. Um, I, I say that about my son because I am constantly just like flabbergasted at how smart he is and how in tune with the social situation and how empathetic he is to like emotions. And I'm just like, dude, like you are so smart. So instead of pretending like he's just some little kid, 
I I expect that from him. I treat him like he is smart and 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 kind and intuitive. So parents, dads, when you expect something from your child, make it clear what that expectation is because our kids um have a desire to honor their parents by fulfilling whatever that is. There's a lot of listeners, there's a lot of men right now I know that were like, man, I just I just can never make my dad happy. He sat in the football stands for me and he came to every game, but I don't remember my dad saying he was proud of me. I've heard that a million times from people. So fathers, maybe before you even ask them to shine the flashlight on anything, you find out what is it that I expect from my kids in the first place? Do I expect some sort of repayment for all that I've done for them? Do I expect some sort of affirmation for them to make me important because I'm their dad? Do I expect, you know, know, what is it? Because if it's a realistic expectation, okay, but if you're setting your kids to fail, then maybe we need to readjust our expectations a little bit. And number 2.5 the reason you want light shown on that, allow your kids to participate in what's going on. I know it's an added step, and I know sometimes you're tired and frustrated and don't want to share all the details, and, and sometimes that's fine. But I am way more likely to participate in something with all that I have when I'm like connected to the outcome. You know what I mean? Like, like I had a coach in high school tell me the why behind the what and so when you understand the purpose of something then it's a whole lot easier for you to like engage with what it takes for that purpose to come to fruition so I'm sitting here and I'm like man not only do we need to supply them with a better flashlight not only do we need to articulate exactly what we want them to show the light on but we need to make sure that they understand why it's so important that they're doing it. I mean, I, you know, it's crazy to me that we don't pay attention to some of these things that we just kind of laugh at and make memes of. But in reality, you know, most of you right now are thinking about a similar situation or story growing up that you had this exact same encounter with. Had your dad brought you some 50,000 lumen mega super LED flashlight and you shined it and you illuminated the whole entire hood he'd have been way more happy than he was had you understood that he was working on this bolt and this screw that he was more focused on the underside of it than the top side of it you could have positioned yourself in a better way to show some light on it had you understood the whole purpose of him doing this at 10 o'clock at night anyways, you'd have been more committed to the outcome. Those are all important things. You know what else is important? What's important is our children's ability to feel safe and secure when things don't go our way, meaning parents. Whatever the chore is that you need the flashlight for, is not more important than the child holding the flashlight. I'm gonna say that again, man, that's good. This this is is where I'm at with all this. 
If anything I've learned about fatherhood is that really nothing matters other than facilitating a relationship and opportunity for my son to see Jesus, to feel love, and to just be, I don't want to say accommodated, but like, okay, for instance, we, children grow at such a fast rate, they learn at such a fast rate, and then all of a sudden they stop. Right? Like we become adults and our shoes don't really grow anymore. And, you know, and now some of that's scientific and, and, you know, like based on the life cycle. But I think sometimes it's, it's, it's because we stop treating people like we did when they were kids. You know what I mean? Like we, we stop letting them take naps in the middle of the day. So they become tired, angry, cranky people. We stop worrying about exactly how much sugar they ate or when they went to bed or when they woke up. And now all of a sudden we're like a society just slammed with caffeine and and stress and all sorts of crazy cultural stuff. Okay, sidebar. Anyways, my point is, is that there's a little boy or a little girl holding a flashlight for their dad. And all they want to do is please him. And if you're that dad, I need you to decide ahead of time that the emotional well-being and development of your child is far more important than whatever freaking thing you needed light shown on. I hope our children never get to a place where if they were to prioritize our dad's top five things... If they were number three on that list, I hope number one and number two weren't a nice boat or a prized possession. Fellas, as fathers, may we cherish the relationship with our children at a top priority over anything else. And I don't just mean over material things. I mean over your comfort. I mean, over your exhaustion. I mean, over your need for affirmation. I mean, sometimes your kids are going to try you. Sometimes they're going to disobey you and they're going to exhaust you and they are going to defy you. And like the truth is, it is still your responsibility to love them. It is still your responsibility to cultivate that relationship. You are the adult and they are so hungry for a strong stand-up daddy in this moment this is your time to shine fellas this is our time to shine man if my son ever sits in therapy and and disclaimer i had a pastor tell me this once it was the greatest advice ever hey just so you know you're gonna screw up as a parent and your kids will probably talk to somebody sometime about it so don't think you can avoid that But if my son ever sits in therapy one day and he's telling all about his dad, I sure hope that one thing he does not report is that his dad was not spiritually mature enough or selfless enough 
to recognize the significance of his well-being over the task that I had in hand. We're so scheduled as adults. We, we got to get here and we got to do this. You know, what? I've, one thing I've learned about being a dad and, and something that my son has really taught me is that we have fun anywhere doing anything. You know, I had the unique opportunity to take him to Disney, but we we can go to JCPenney and play in the toy section and he wouldn't know the difference between the JCPenney toy section and Disney World. And that, and that's just because it's not the things that he wants, it's not the places he wants. It's when I'm with my dad, am I celebrated? Am I disciplined? Am I talked to? Am I loved? Am I encouraged? Am I supported? Am I... You name it. What what would you want your dad to be? What is something you wish your dad would have been more of? Okay, write that thing down and make that significant in your own walk as a dad. We... We always, always as a culture, as a human race, get so caught up in in the hustle and the bustle that we forget what makes all of this click and its relationships. You know, I, I I'll put my put myself out there. When I got out of college, I was I was very fortunate to get a pretty nice job doing some medical stuff. And I've actually been very fortunate to have a couple of different medical jobs that have yielded a, a pretty handsome income. Now, COVID hit and everything else hit, and I don't have those anymore. <coughs> and please don't hear me say this, that you can't be a good dad and make money. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that the absence of money has made it so much less stressful to be a dad. I I know that sounds weird. You're like, well, how are you going to supply him with this and and buy him this and pay for him? Like, you know, like that's all important and I'm not neglecting that. But, But in the grand scheme of things, my son needs diapers, food, and a place to lay his head. And honestly, he doesn't mind laying it on my chest, even though he's dadgum near as big as I am now. But but the reality is, is that our kids don't, I don't, they don't need fancy things. They don't need the latest. Now, I know, look, parents, I love that we love to love our kids. I'm guilty of that too. I want to give him everything. But if we're being really honest here, and and I'm being super honest, my son does not care where we live. He does not care what I drive. He only cares that he has shoes on that protect his feet from the rocks so that he can run around. He only wears pants because he has to. I mean, the truth is, is that he doesn't care about anything other than the fact that I am there to protect him, that I am going to do life with him, that I encourage him, that I kiss his boo-boos when he falls, that I tell him no when he needs to be told no. 
that I run alongside him, that I am shamelessly dancing with him what any second I get? Can we do that? Can we do more of that? Can we throw the whole flashlight holding etiquette away? You know, a lot of this stuff I document so that five, ten years down the road I can come back and listen to and hopefully remind myself of the same passion I have. I go to a counselor once a week. <clears throat> and she's really great. Um, you know, just, just helping me think through things in a different perspective. Because I, I am, I am, I can be very selfish. I can be very hard-headed. And because I, I tend to speak so well in certain situations, I'm not always the best at hearing other people out. And that's a huge thing that like God is convicting me on. And so she gets pretty tough and serious about forcing me to see things from other perspectives. And so one of those things I've been trying to do is to really see me as a parent from my son's eyes. And, you know, she, she said, she said, you know, children can be exhausting not everybody has the same desire because like I'll get passionate talking to her I mean if anybody knows me they know you know I, I got a little bit of fire in me so I get passionate talking about stuff and I'm like you know I just don't get how there are dads out there that like at least don't want to try I'm not saying they all have to be equipped with the greatest dad skills whatever because I sure don't have them all the time but like the guys that just don't want to try and she said, Caleb, you know, sometimes being a parent can be exhausting and our kids can be turd burgers. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> like 100%. But in that moment, dads, fellas, my brothers that are listening right now, that that's when you get to shine, man. Being a dad is a task. Yes. It's a responsibility. Yes. It is a lofty ask. It it is. But man, you are able to fulfill it. And and I don't care what your relationship with your dad was. I really don't. I'm sorry if your dad sucked. I'm sorry if your dad wasn't around. I'm sorry if he beat you, if he neglected you. Listen, I, I genuinely am sorry for that. I don't wish that for anybody, but here you are still listening to me talk about whatever. So like, let me take an opportunity to be like, Hey, the fear of repeating your father's mistakes is a very real fear. But the fact that you are currently aware of it and attempting to prevent it tells me you're already in the right position to be a great dad. Dude, 90% of the battle is just caring. It is. Just just care. Just care more than you do anything else. Your kids don't need you to make an extra $10,000 a year. They don't. They don't. I, I know we want to pay for our kids' school. And I know we want to give them the best at everything in sports. But you know what? You can pay the $3,000 a year for them to play competitive baseball. But if you never threw the freaking baseball with them in the backyard, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you can pay for the Ivy League college, 
but they get there and they compromise on all their beliefs because they never had a firm father that came and spoke his heart and was passionately convicted about what he believed in, dude. Like, there's gotta, there's gotta be more of an emphasis on the relationship than there is delivering anything else. Dads, we, and I've said this before, and I freaking hate it when someone says it to me. When someone says, oh, you're, you're, you're doing a great job here, or you're a good dad. Hey, being a good dad should not be titled to a dad that just does what he's supposed to. Like moms have been carrying the load for too long when it comes to like parental duties. And I think the reason that in the court system or even in like the public view of fathers that there's such a imbalance is because dads haven't done enough. So dads, can you do more and not expect more because of it? I mean, if if you want, if you want me to gas you up, get my phone number. I'll hundred percent call you. In fact, when I see dads in the mall doing it on their own, I stop and I just go, Hey man, you're crushing it. I do. I love it. There was this, there was this dude today in Walmart that had this, Oh my gosh, she was so beautiful. This little redheaded little girl, she's probably two or three years old. And he was in the dress section at Walmart and he was like, what do you think of this one? He was holding it up to himself. And I was like, bro, I said, Hey, I don't care what you're doing today. Just know you're crushing it as a dad. And he was so taken back by that. But like, we need that, man. I need that. Every time we go somewhere, people will go, Hey, you know, we love to see it. We, we love to see, you know, a dad. So my, my little cousin and I will go to the mall sometimes on Friday afternoons and eat lunch and just walk around a little bit with my son. And I can't tell you how many times people have said stuff. And I'm just like, you see a mom with her kid at any other store, you're, you're not impressed by that. You're not excited for that. You don't stop and say, you know, it is so great to see a mom bonding with her kid. Yeah, society is blown away at the fact that we're walking with our children in a store. What? Come on, dude. Can we can we be better? Can we be more intentional? Can we be dads that that just go all out for our kids? And and I mean that and not just the way that means interacting with them. I mean attacking some self-doubt, attacking some self-centered BS that we have in our heart that kind of like manifests itself in everything that we do. Hey dads, you know what we don't need any more of? Angry dads. Like that's something that needs to just go away. Because passionate dads, great. Dads of conviction, oh yeah, more of that. But just dads that are mad all the time to where their families walk around on eggshells, to where their kids grow up with a, a churning in their stomach when they hear the volume of their dad's voice, that's got to go away. I'm so done with that. Instead, why don't we build a generation of fathers that when they speak, their children have peace, like legitimate peace. Like they go, man, my dad is here. I am okay. My dad supports me on this, so I'm going to give it all that I've got. And if so be it, I fail, my dad is going to be there. And then dad's take it a step further. Show them how to talk to people. 
Show them how to treat their mom. Show them how to treat their grandparents. Show them how to treat the clerk at the store. Show them how how to drive. That's the toughest thing for me, man, because sometimes I get so frustrated. I have to remind myself he's sitting in the back seat listening to me and everything that I say. But, dude, it is... It is just the decision that everything that we do is not near as important as how we love and interact with our kids. I have so many good dads in my life. So many. There's, there are dads, I just, I'd love to put their names out there, but just in case this hits a bazillion followers tomorrow, I don't want to put their business out there. But like, just awesome dads. Guys that I grew up with, guys that I have, you know, some of the deepest, darkest, most disgusting stories about are just are just absolutely crushing it as dads. And you know what kind of training they have? Like next to none. I mean, they really they they were never I mean, 15 years ago when we're sitting at the lunch table, I'm going, hey, what kind of dad are you going to be? You know what I mean? We're not having those conversations. And yet here we are, and I am watching some of my friends and peers crush it. You don't need adequate training. You don't even need a healthy relationship with your own father. You just need to decide right now, in this moment, what do I value more? Is it what the flashlight does for the current task or is it the one who holds the flashlight? Can we be a generation of dads that supply our children with bigger, better, brighter flashlights that articulate exactly where we want them to shine it, that we explain exactly what it is that we're doing while they shine it, and that at the core root of all of it, we are reminded that no matter what happens, It is the child that holds the flashlight that is far more important than anything we could possibly need light shown on. That, that needs to be talked about more. So when I see that meme floating around about flashlight holding etiquette, let it spark a conviction in you that says, you know what? I'm not going to repeat the past. I'm not going to allow my exhaustion, my lack of comfort, my tough day, my self-centeredness, my pride, my brokenness, you name it, be what stunts the growth and security of my child. In fact, I am going to fight like hell to be a kind, patient, gentle daddy. Man. That's what we need, men. It's what we need. Please hear me when I say gentleness is like the strongest, most bold, bad A thing you can do. Gentle, man. Relationally gentle. Verbally gentle. Physically gentle. Observantly gentle. Man, I just... Stuff I learned as a dad that I wish I'd have had 10 years ago, specifically six years ago, that I could have been more gentle. 
that I could have been more patient, more kind, more understanding, more selfless. So, as I conclude, I want to activate dads. I want to tell you that I so believe in this. I believe in this so much. You know, please think or don't think that I'm, I've got this podcast, you know, just to say that dads are the reason households work or don't work. I'm not saying that. Moms are so important. So important. Trust me. But I am saying that there is a seat that hasn't fully been sat in for fathers in a long time. I think it's time we start talking about it. I think it's time we start doing it boldly. And and we're just fair and honest and open about it. That's it. So, fellas, if you're listening to this, I just want you to know that I, I got you. And if you ever need to vent, get in your car and call me and be like, dude, I am about to lose it. Lose it on me. Seriously. Call me. Text me. Something. I've been that for a lot of dudes and a lot of dudes have been that for me. Fellas, we will no doubt run into really crazy, difficult things that are going to keep us from being good fathers. But... The other incredible, wonderful thing about being bold men is that bold men can bond together to be even bolder. Dude, there's a guy right now that I walk and talk with every single day and he has put all of his personal struggle out there to me and he's very honest and open with me about things. And I'm sure there's a lot of times that he just thinks, man, Caleb must think that I'm whatever, that I'm not doing very well. And I cannot explain to you how proud I am of this man because of how just just willing he is to do anything to make his family work, even at the expense of his reputation, even at the expense of his his self-peace. He does whatever it takes so that his family can be better. Dog, I'm telling you, we need that. Flashlight holding etiquette, episode eight.